0: Welcome. In this episode, I'm going to tell a little bit of my story. How did the persona archetypes come to be and why? And Erica is going to be asking, hopefully, the questions that you want to ask so that you can understand more. Hi, Katie. Hi, Erica. How lovely to do this together. Very excited about this today.
1: Yes, me too. So, this podcast series is to welcome new visitors to Persona Archetypes and the User Guide to Humans Language. We would like to say welcome to all of you. You've found us one way or another, and you might have already done the quiz on the website, and you're here to learn more. We're so happy to have you here. We understand that. The world right now is a challenging place. Humans are hardwired to want to understand themselves more. So we want to introduce you to this language today. So Katie, can you tell me your story and the background behind persona archetypes?
0: Thank you, Erica. Exactly. I think something that's come up with these times that we're in, which are very much transitional times, is we're needing different senses of meaning. So the old ways aren't quite working in our lives and we, we're missing connection, you know, and literally not able to see people. We've been distanced from family. from So it's made us have to have a deeper relationship with ourselves or to face or sit with parts of ourselves maybe that we've not been had the time to go to before. So something like this work and the persona archetypes can be really fascinating in changing our relationship with ourselves. Mm. And it, it's timely. I hope it's timely and that it may suit some of the people that are coming. So welcome. Yes, the story of how I came to the archetypes. I started my life as a musician, as a classical musician. I was a trumpet player. And when it came time to go to university, I couldn't decide whether to go to music or to psychology. I always wanted to understand what made people tick fascinated by the psyche particularly the dark side the shadow side of people's psyche why do we do the horrible things we do what's the motivation what are our agendas what are our strengths what are our gifts I did do my music and then I came back to psychology because it just was so much more interesting to me and when I went to university to learn and do my psychology degrees I was so frustrated absolutely beside myself it felt very very basic It was very cognitive behavioural. It didn't seem to attend to the unconscious, to the soul, to this quest for meaning and purpose in life. It didn't really help name who we are as people. It made stages. It was developmental. People who have studied psychology who no doubt have come and listened to this as well or any of the humanities will understand what I'm talking about. But I found it frustrating and it didn't give me the tools, Erica, that I wanted Mm-hmm. And I wanted those. Then I started working as a therapist privately and had loads of clients. And I was doing psychodrama groups with people and I loved the work, but I really wanted to have evidence for people to be able to see who they were and to embrace who they were and to believe potentially that that's what, this is what they came to do or their dream was valid because a lot of doubt a lot of negativity and a lot of self-sabotaging behaviors, we all have our own version of those, unique versions. And so about 13 years into my private practice as a therapist, I was bored and I was frustrated because I would see the big picture for people and I couldn't get them to take themselves seriously and believe in themselves and to follow through. And then I had a a dream, actually, that I just needed to do one more course and that would change my life and I would work with that for the rest of my life. So I started looking up university degrees. I had three children at this stage. My youngest is three. I'm living out, you know, on 25 acres out in the bush somewhere. It wasn't online universities when we're talking about this. I'd already done three degrees and and most of a master's in the States as well. And I thought, how am I going to do this with three children in a private practice? out it turned out it was, a, it was a course that was just two weekends, but it brought me to the archetypes. And I came home and said to my then husband, that's it. I'm working with this for the rest of my life. And I started writing archetypes from the next day, Erica. Mm. For the whole year, I just wrote archetypes, 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 and I wrote 113 archetypes.
1: So what was it that clicked with the archetypes? What was it that they had that got through to people that you couldn't get through to with traditional therapy?
0: Well, what it what it gave was an archetype is like this primal energy that has got a shadow side and it's got a light side. There's two sides of the coin. And if you've got these strengths and gifts and strengths of character and natural abilities and natural values, if you've got these things, but there's also lessons that come with that. And this is where you get stuck. This is where you fuck up. This is where you shoot yourself in the foot. This is where we have these recurring patterns of where we get stuck. And so to say that you've got this archetype and people would go, yeah, that's me because they identify with the shadow side, mostly Erica. They Mm -hmm. said, yes, that is what I do. I do withdraw. I do shut down. I do arc up and get angry and blame. I do whatever the pattern was. And we're going to go into that in detail later, but they identified that that's exactly what I do. Are you telling me that the other side of the coin of that is these strengths and gifts? And, yeah, I have got those, but I never really believe in them because I'm so weighed down by the ways of the, the parts of your, your being, your personality that you wouldn't put on your CV or, or on your dating app. Mm. It's those bits people know that they have to know that there's the other side of the coin. That so that,
1: that's like a promise of of an ability to be able to be better, to change, to grow. Exactly. So, so the archetypes name us exactly. and, and we see ourselves in the archetypes. We so- see
0: ourselves and we believe the evidence. It's like I'd given them evidence of who they were that they couldn't deny. Whereas if I just said to you, Erica, you are fabulous. You've mm-hmm. got this, this and this and this and this. And, and I could see that you could do this in your life, which is what I used to do. And people go, wow, they're really excited in that session. And then they're just totally contracted afterwards. Like you have this massive expansion and then you have an equal-sized contraction. You go, oh, no, I couldn't do that. Oh, the fear comes in mm. and the denial comes in and I'm not risking that and I am not that. And the shutdown comes in. We all have this in, a, in various ways. So this gave people evidence and it was like, well, how do I make the steps from my shadow patterns to this potential that I have, these strengths, these gifts, these talents, these values. How do I make my life walk to this path? So, I was able to write. I wrote a big book. Who am I? An Archetypal Quest. Then I was Katie Oltham. and it, it took seven, seven editions of that to get it. But there are 113 archetypes. So I wrote this very complex book, and you had 13 archetypes. Did loads of workshops with. Probably thousands of people and was collecting evidence and data, really, of mm. accuracy of all the layers and the nuances. Like, I can talk about one persona archetype, Erica, for six hours, and I can't, I won't have finished telling you the details that are there. Mm. So, you can do the tip of the iceberg or you can go as deep as you like. This is going deeply into our unconscious motivations and psyche and gifts and strengths and challenges. So, I did that and did well with that. But it was so complex. There are many personas that couldn't work with that complexity. Some loved them, but, or well, many did, and and then my life changed dramatically. Marriage ends, and lots of big things happened, and I had to sort of go back to square one. And after quite a long dark night of the soul in the wilderness, it came to me how to turn them into the persona archetypes. And the personas really are nine archetypes collected under one, and these are our animals and birds. It's it's taken 20 years to get the work. I did a 13-year apprenticeship and then another 20 years writing about archetypes, thinking about archetypes 24-7, modifying them, working them with people, and getting all the layers. Until now, we have this very accessible language Mm. And really help us validate, see, and understand exactly who we are in our uniqueness. And
1: that's where it starts, isn't it being being seen for for who you truly are, and seeing yourself, not being told who you are. Yes, but during this journey of self discovery, discovering your archetypes.
0: Yes, and and we've a lot of it is also finding out who I am not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a very big thing to find out who I am not. We all come from families and who may not have, have but undoubtedly no one's got the same personas as us in our families because no one does. So there'll be personas, persona archetypes in us that are unseen and they might be the most important ones in us and, and our parents just don't speak that language. It's like I'm speaking Italian to you and you're speaking you know, Russian to me. We're just not on the same page. We don't understand what matters for this persona the values the interests the passions the innate style of how we like to operate in life we don't get it and to be loved we either rebel or we try and become what our families want us to be and so it can be an enormous relief was for me Erica that I could let go of what I was not and start to embrace what I am Mm. and
1: and embracing it and integrating it and, you know, placing it deeply within your heart okay. and being so content with who you are and accepting yourself, because that's where you can start to grow from, really. I think for anyone who's starting on this journey now to to begin to understand that this can be As deep and meaningful or as shallow and fun as you would like this to be this this work can take you to places where you will find your inner genius you will come face to face with your most stubborn triggers and shadow that holds you back and you'll you'll be the guide no one is going to drag you along this journey you will be taking every step and you'll be facing up to every challenge on your own but with this inner knowledge of this inner map, this, this proof of who you are that you can anchor yourself solidly to. So I think for us here at, at Katie and Todd, we, we're really honored again to welcome everyone and to say that this journey is for you. This content is here for you. We offer a lot of ways forward to go deeper with the work there are loads of free resources and we invite you to continue listening on to this podcast series we're going to go into episode two which will cover what is a persona what makes a persona up we're going to start using some language which we use to analyze and and dissect behaviors and traits further it's a great place to start. And if you haven't already done the quiz, I would suggest you go find it on the website and get an idea of your strongest personas because you'll you'll find it interesting when we start going through the
0: maps. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's lovely to have you, have you here. Thank you for, for coming along. And we're going to take you through bit by bit. And yes, go as deeply or not as you like. The whole point of this work is the work's been done for you like I've been a student of human psyche all my life but consciously for well over 30 years and I've devoted everything I have to bring this here so that it's right there for you it is a journey of self-discovery but here are some keys Mm -hmm. to illuminate who you are and also we're going to provide you with how to how do I move forward with this in lots of different ways and That's my life purpose. Thank you so much, Katie.